The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. This hour is sponsored by There is a Season. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. We're watching the radar right now. If weather breaks, we break in immediately. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And I'm Dayton's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. You're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend. There is a season And welcome to There is a Season, the Bob and Gloria show, and the show that's all about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. Gloria's off today, but she sends her very best to you. And like me, thanks you for tuning in to spend this time with us. We encourage you to tell your family and friends about There is a Season because this is the only program that talks about all of the issues related to life change, aging, and the care of our loved ones. We've looked. There's, what, 15,000 radio stations in North America We've indexed every single one, and that's not true. That's I'll just be, you know, we're, that's not true at all. But it sounds good. Uh, Fifteen thousand radio stations that covers a lot of ground uh, in our country, but we cover a lot of ground with our program. And if you'd like to be a part of things today, you can call us at nine three seven four five seven twelve ninety. That's four five seven twelve ninety. You can also drop us a note at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow dot com. And speaking of which, drum roll. You can check out our new website, thereisaseasonshow.com. Don't forget the show part of thereisaseasonshow.com when you type in the web address. It is, like many sites, a work in progress, but we have taken some significant steps to better organize our podcasts for you, both according to date of the original broadcast, for those of you who think chronologically all the time, but here's something that uh, is new. According to key categories or buckets of content, that's a big thing that we wanted to put out there. Now, um, all of them that are out there and so forth, caregiving and relationship is one of the different categories. Uh, they're very intertwined, obviously. Health and wellness. We also talk about society and culture. That bucket is out there, too. We've got other categories, too. Purpose and enrichment, which you'll hear more about today. Lifestyle and residential transition and financial, legal, and insurance matters. It's all out there now. Have we got this change, aging, and care stuff covered or what? We got it covered. There's no question. So if you're interested in uh, one of the programs on caregiving and relationship, for instance, they're neatly arranged there on one page. If you'd like to listen to our programs on lifestyle and transition, again, you'll find them bundled together for easy review. And if you've got one of those memories that can go back and remember the exact date we did a particular show or you think it happened three weeks ago or maybe last month or, you know, whatever, even last week, well, then we've also got the show and podcast by date section for you. So click, listen, share, digest, discuss, be changed, find joy. I'm out of here. Actually, I can't be out of here. i got another 50-something minutes to do here. So be informed anyway entertained and perhaps inspired along the way by checking out thereisaseasonshow.com. We're going to keep working on that website, not only because it's long overdue, but because we understand how much you value this information. We also know that sometimes talking about big, important issues with family members here or afar can be occasionally challenging. So what better way to broach whatever subject is at hand than by pointing said family member toward a convenient podcast on the one and only, there is a season show.com. So this past week, Gloria and I had the privilege and the pleasure of being the featured speakers at Sinclair College's 2019 SEEK conference. This is an annual affair that the College of Lifelong Learning puts on. Astute listeners will recall that we had had the College for Lifelong Learning's Nora Stanger on the program not too long ago. And let me tell you, this is a fantastic conference chock full of interesting presentations and a theme that very much fits in with what we've been describing here on our program, that there is a heck of a lot of life left for us later in life. I don't care where you draw the line, whether you think retirement is the big line about 
you know, how you move from your active life to a less active life, or maybe for some of some of you, it's it's the less active life to the more active life. We certainly met a lot of people who seemed quite busy in their later years while we were down at this program. And what is retirement anyway? Is that 65 because someone says it's 65? Is it 70, 72? Does it mean you're working part-time, full-time for yourself or someone else, you're following some, some you know, passion that you've had? Retirement's a funky word. We've talked plenty about it here. Is it because you've drawn the line at grandparenting? Maybe you've been a grandparent for a while, and now you're kind of wrapping that up because kids have grown up and, and moved on. What is, you know, whatever is left of your life at a certain stage, well, that's what you know, a lot of what we've discussed in this program is about. What is your vision? You know, what do you seek later on in your life? Um, even if you're moving into, you say, let's say, a big change in people's lives, they change their their residential environment. They move from a home they've been in for 30-something years and going into a continuing care community of some kind. Whatever your change might be at a certain point in your life, our contention has always been that life is about becoming, no matter your age. I'm going to talk more about that in just a moment. Now then, by virtue of being featured speakers, we actually had to dress up. I mean, this is radio after all, and while Gloria always cleans up right good, nobody would confuse me with, say, James Bond or some other suave, sophisticated, and sartorially magnificent head-turner. I mean, I'm not sitting here like a slob. You're not allowed to. you got to... You can't be here in the studio in your bathrobe, in other words. But this featured speaker thing meant you had to show up with the shoes polished, the shirt tucked in, and everything. It was it was kind of nice. Mom would have been proud. And I'll tell you about our talk in a moment. But if you're not familiar with the SEEK conference itself, well, by all means, I would try to get it on your calendar for next year. After our opening presentation, attendees took off for several breakout sessions. This all occurred down at Sinclair in... Um, Building 12 there, where they have a lot of large uh, meetings, and a range of topics here. I'm going to read from the brochure um, that were available to people that day. Navigating decisions around elder care. That was one of the great programs. A very popular one was Happiness and Life Satisfaction by uh, Dr. Harshberger. Hirschberger, I'm sorry. Uh, Dayton Codebreakers was uh, an interesting topic down there when we talked about Dayton's role in trying to uh, solve the code for the Nazis in World War II. Uh, Guarding Yourself Against Scams was another one of the programs down there. Um, There was a men's health section. Uh, Lessons My Dying Patients Have Taught Me by Kim Vesey, who, if people remember way back, was a guest on this program. Uh, Making the Most of Your Charitable Giving. These were all breakout sessions at the SEEK conference put on by the uh, College for Lifelong Learning. So uh, if you'd like more information on that, I can get it to you. You can call in here at 457-1290. I'd be happy to share that with you. But do get it on your calendar next year. It's an excellent way to uh, learn more, uh, certainly about some of these topics, even if you're just attending the conference and want to dip your toe in the water. Now, if you're interested in more in the College for Lifelong Learning, you can head out to Sinclair.edu and type that in. College for Lifelong Learning, or the SEEK Conference, and you'll find all kinds of stuff. Uh, I mean, the, the courses just go on and on and on. Of course, these change from time to time, but there's a long, long list of things that you can study down here, and my understanding is that it is a very uh, non-competitive, non-competitive, laid-back approach to learning things, to being with other people, to increasing your education. Now, what's more is that uh, as we were there for the day and we uh, met more and more people, it became very apparent that those who had attended the SEEK conference and had also partaken of the College of Lifelong Learning at Sinclair were sort of like a little family there. Uh, a lot of the folks knew uh, which classes were which. They had attended these things together. And so I guess what I'm getting at here is um, it sort of seemed more like a group of friends making the same journey. As Nora Stanger has shared with us recently, uh, the College of Lifelong Learning endeavors to share education, experience, and knowledge for those looking to grow and to learn at every stage. So uh, it's, a, like I said, a very non-threatening environment there with excellent opportunities to learn new things and meet new people. And it's way better than TV. And I'll give you a, a little bit of contact information again for them shortly. <clears throat> so like I said, we were set up to be these, uh, this feature, featured speaker. Uh, 
a duo, and we got, had a chance to do our presentation. And, um, you know, we, we, we were able to kind of get up in front of people here, and, and we were up in front of several hundred people doing this sort of in a split fashion, one side of the room, one side of the other. And we were asking a key question to kind of get things rolling. And the question was this, what do you want to be when you grow up? And of course, that got some chuckles right off the bat, right? What do you want to be when you grow up? And then we said, well, who heard that question when they were little? You know, how often did you hear that when you're growing up? An aunt or an uncle, some other relative at a family gathering stops you and says, okay, little Jimmy, Susie, Sally, Bill, whatever your name is, uh, what, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? And who today perhaps has even asked that question of a youngster at some point? Uh, it's, it's one of those things that we do all the time. And so we asked people in the, in the audience, uh, and some people were talking about wanting to be a nurse, wanting to be a teacher, wanting to be in the military, wanted, wanted to be a farmer because uh, dad had been a farmer, mom had been a farmer, and so forth. And it was an interesting thing to think about. And some of the women, interestingly, um, pointed out careers they wanted to be in, but in that era really didn't have that opportunity. So they went into one or two other uh, career tracks, or they became moms. And it was a chance just to see, um, you know, what people thought about this. And, of course, I, I shared that I wanted to be all kinds of things when I was younger. My, uh, my big baseball career lasted all of a, a year or so, and I never got a hit, never caught a ball, but I, t- I did take one in the tush. And, you know, after, after hitting the ground and then being told to get up and walk it off, I managed to get to first base. But I stood most of the time out in right field, kind of counting the blades of grass and listening to my dad whisper over the fence, Bobby, look up. Look up now, you know, as, as the ball would race by me and go, go back to the fence. Then later on, uh, this was a point of confusion, I guess, but I, I said, you know, as I got to be an adolescent, I, I wanted to be simultaneously a policeman, a senator, a singer, and a priest. So, I, you know, I don't know what a psychologist might draw from that and so forth. But ask the question about what do you want to be when you grow up? And that's kind of how things got started. And that's going to sort of set the table for much of what I want to discuss with you here today. If you'd like to get in on the conversation and share what you may have wanted to be when you grew up, 457-1290 is the number, 457-1290. And uh, I'd like you to think, too, today about what you did in your early first 20 years. Let's put it that way. What did you want to be? What did you do as firsts when you were growing up in the first 20 years? 457-1290 when we continue. You're listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hi, folks, it's me again, and I'm cooking in the sun just like you are. But you know, you can still plant those trees and shrubs right now and with proper watering still gain a full summer's growth. We keep our garden center fully stocked all summer long with thousands of good, healthy trees, shrubs, evergreens, perennials, and annuals because we know that some folks just can't get it all done in the spring. Also, this time of year, there are lots of bargains all over our six-acre nursery and greenhouses. We have potted rose bushes as low as $14.95, plats of annuals starting at $12.95, and hanging baskets as low as $6.95. We still have a great selection of Rose of Sharon, Boxwoods, Hydrangeas, and Barberry. So come out to 1309 Brant Pike, and remember, we're open seven days. At James Free Jewelers, we believe stunning design and excellent prices go hand in hand, and we never cut quality. Instead, we cut the middleman. Our own GIA certified gemologists search the world for only the best diamonds, and just 2% meet our standards. The other 98%, well, they go to the middleman. James Free carries the area's largest selection of certified diamonds, plus the industry's top trade-up policy, all at prices and financing to get excited about. Stop in at 3100 Far Hills Avenue in Kettering or visit jamesfree.com today. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. 
This is Chuck Oliver, founder of The Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. Need a U.S. passport? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Foley, your Montgomery County Clerk of Courts. Visit one of our convenient auto title locations in Huber Heights, Clayton, Downtown, Moraine, and Centerville. Make us your first destination before you travel abroad. No appointments ever needed. We do passports.com for more info. Five Rivers Metro Park, 2nd Street Market is now open on Sundays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. This summer, enjoy fresh local produce from the Outdoor Farmer's Market. And then stop inside for lunch. Plan your next visit at metroparks.org slash local food. Cool temperatures to start us off this morning. Many of us in the 50s to begin the day. Low humidity, plenty of sunshine all day long, and a high of 81 degrees. We'll stay clear overnight tonight and head into tomorrow with temperatures starting at 60. More sunshine for Sunday with a high of 86 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to There is a Season. I'm Bob Wolf. Gloria's off today. 457-1290 if you'd like to share your thoughts or have a question today. What did you want to be when you grew up? What do you want to be when you grow up now? These are things I'd like you to think about uh, as you listen to the program. I was talking before the break about our super cool Seek Conference featured speaker opportunity. And we, uh, we did that this past week at the College of Lifelong Learning, uh, College for Lifelong Learning at Sinclair. Gloria and I were asked to get things rolling uh, that day, and, and I hope we did a good job for everybody there. So I was talking here a little bit about, um, you know, why, why we ask people and how we ask people when they're little, you know, young kids. What do you want to be when you grow up, right? Uh, we're curious about what they're going to become. We focus a lot of energy on those first few years and then really the first couple of decades. And think about all the firsts. We've talked about this before on the program. A baby's first steps, first day of school, maybe the first sport or two that a child tries, Maybe the first musical or play. What about uh, later on getting a driver's license, a first job, a first date, maybe graduation? And, and there are probably lots of others I'm, I'm not remembering here. And if you have a few you want to throw in, again, four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. But if you're, if you're raising kids, of course, it's a big part of parenting. Doesn't a lot of that stuff, all those firsts, comprise where a lot of energy goes, you know, when you're a parent? And rightly so. What parent doesn't have hopes for a kid? And eagerly look forward to even their, you know when they're taking their first steps. What a what a wonderful moment that is all the time. The, you know your eyes light up uh, as the child masters that first couple of stumbling steps across the room. And and you think about how all of those formative years and then everything after that was about becoming that little person was growing day by day. And then later on when we had some choice, you know when our lives weren't quite so um, directed and prescribed by our parents. Um, we had some role in becoming. We started to, you know, select certain games we like to play more often and, and toys that we wanted to play with. Later on, we chose music or we chose clothing that we liked to wear. We were establishing ourselves, at least for the time being, as we grew up through adolescence and young adulthood. And all of, you know, while all of that early becoming is pretty normal, of course, our, our culture then jumps onto that and uh, you know, through advertising and other kinds of media, it amplifies this emphasis on youth, on being young, on, on discovery, uh, on staying young. Obviously, when you think now about all the advertising that goes into every, every way of staying young, looking young, feeling young, all of the different things that continue on past that time of your life. And we thought a lot about how we looked and what we could achieve and what we could own and all of that. And I don't think many people would argue that we're a very youth-oriented culture. So let's fast forward. This is what we said in the presentation, Gloria and I, when we were at the conference. Let's fast forward. We talked a lot about the early years, but what about now? How many firsts do we now have in our lives? Nowadays, I mean, does anybody come up and say, hey, what have you done recently? How many firsts do we look forward to? And I don't mean a change in, you know, 
our eyeglass prescription or some other physical malady that we may have along the way. We, there are a lot of things we'd like to avoid uh, in terms of our, our health, in terms of firsts and so forth. But what are the things that constitute our questions and our conversations, especially our personal conversations now? Do we spend a lot of time talking about becoming? If you're a baby boomer or someone now in the sandwich generation, you know, you're caring for an older relative and you're also caring for younger people in your family, what do you talk about most of the time? What do you worry about? I might be wrong, but I think a lot of us do talk about things like health, right? It preoccupies us a great deal of the time. And maybe it's not our health. Maybe it is the health of someone else. Maybe we talk a lot about our finances, right? Especially if our employment situation has changed or if we're on a fixed income of some kind, that's always going to be front and center. We talk about our homes. We talk about our stuff, you know, or someone else's stuff. What are we going to do to downsize? What are we going to do to get rid of a life of, of, uh, of acquisitions and so forth? Do we think a lot about our responsibilities? We absolutely do. Could be work. Could be our jobs. Could be some volunteering or, or something else that we do. We've talked about our kids, right? We talk about other people uh, going through rough times. Uh, how many of us feel fairly stretched thin, right? And with all this going on and these kinds of conversations pretty common, when's the last time someone asked you what you wanted to be or asked you who you are today or who you are becoming? It's been our contention for years now that things are really out of balance, that we spend an extraordinary amount of time, and maybe rightly so, thinking about becoming when we're young, and then we spend the rest of our lives taking care of responsibilities as we become grown-ups. But we really stop investing in the idea of becoming along the way. Does that feel accurate to you? Is that something you've gone through? 457-1290. If you've been thinking about your first 20 years, maybe now it's time to be thinking about your last 20 years, whatever that's going to amount to be. You know, you don't know. So 457-1290, think about what you did as firsts early on and think about maybe what you're doing now as firsts. Have you stopped investing in becoming has or did another person you know stop investing in becoming? Think about that a bit. And when we return after the news, I'm going to share our philosophy, something we shared that day at the SEAT conference, of the four Ps and then some. We'll be right back after the news. You're listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 9.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this weekend. You'll be able to get back out to the Oregon District, but the entire vibe around the Oregon District is going to be different this weekend. The details coming up. Take advantage of the low humidity and comfortable temperatures while they last. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic, keeping our eyes on those freeways as well as the major service streets throughout the Miami Valley. So far, we aren't seeing any major accidents on those freeways. There is a traffic call, however, on Heritage Glen Drive in Miami Township in the last half hour. And it is our top story. You will see Dayton police walking the streets of the Oregon District this weekend. And while the events of last weekend make this a difficult week on Dayton cops, Sergeant Wendy Stiver tells us that the community support has certainly buoyed their spirits. It's been tough. It's been it's been tough on our entire department, but we've gotten so much support from this community. We've gotten so much support from our business community. We've gotten support from police departments all over the country, all over the world, and um, and we've gotten I mean we've gotten a lot of support from um, you know uh, support organizations. 
And she says the community has shown it has risen to the test. Meanwhile, funeral services for six of the nine victims who were killed last weekend are set for today. An investigation into the gunman, 24-year-old Connor Betz's past, is ongoing. The Vandalia woman killed in the Oregon District last weekend will be laid to rest on Monday. WHIO's Gran Auto has team coverage. 27-year-old Lois Oglesby was a mother of two in nursing school. A celebration of life will be held Monday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Phillips Temple Church of Trotwood with funeral services following. Well, the burial will take place at Woodland Cemetery. Among the services set to take place on Monday is also 22-year-old Megan Betts, the sister of the suspected shooter Connor Betts. In Indiana, a statewide Amber Alert is issued this morning for two children cops say are in extreme danger. Seven-year-old Aiden Mendez and three-year-old Juliana Mendez were last seen around 1.30 this morning in Mallet, Indiana. Now, both are described as brown hair, brown eyes. The suspect is 28-year-old Francisco Mendez, described as black hair and brown eyes, driving a black 2013 Audi A4, license number LE5262. We'll bring more on this as it develops. And with the most accurate and dependable forecast is meteorologist Jesse Mag. Cool temperatures to start off this morning. Many of us in the 50s as we work our way into the afternoon. Sunny, low humidity and a high of 81 degrees. I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. And the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar showing some rain activity to the northernmost part of the Miami Valley area, just north of Wapakoneta at this time. But the rest is all clear, partly cloudy skies, 61 degrees in Troy, 64 in Springfield, 64 degrees here in Dayton at 933. Breaking news from WHIO. And we are getting word this hour that uh, Jeffrey Epstein has been found dead in his jail cell overnight. Now, we're working to get new details about this. We are hearing reports of his body being found came in as early as 730. Now, we'll be following this developing story and we'll bring more details as we get them. Here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk, I'm Jonah Adi. Depend on it. There's a sizzling summer ahead full of activities, trips, vacation, and fun. However, you don't want your plans fizzling because your vehicles are not dependable for the transportation ahead. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg, an easy country drive from wherever you live. Save thousands on their unmatched selection of new trucks, hundreds of trucks on site, including heavy-duty trucks that can handle whatever you're pooling. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks, and you'll be amazed at what you'll find. Dave Kale also has a vast choice of GM-certified program vehicles, low-mileage, well-maintained vehicles that'll fit your needs. Dave promised a warm reception at his dealership. There are no hassles, plus you'll spend a minimum time at the dealership and get the great price for the vehicle you want. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started, and go to DaveKaleChevrolet.com to find out more. Your best deals at Dave Kale Chevrolet in Mechanicsburg. This is Clark Howard here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Welcome back to There is a Season with Bob and Gloria, the show about how we change, how we age, and how we care for one another. I'm Bob Wolf. Gloria is off today. 457-1290, if you'd like to join us for some conversation today. We were talking about being at the SEEK conference last week, and I'd also ask the question today, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, what did you want to be? Uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things we ask all the time. What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I'm also curious, what did you want to be? when you grow up. And uh, Robin is joining us here from Dayton. Robin, I appreciate you calling in. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Great. And you had an interesting take on on that, that whole question as you were coming into your own. Why don't you share that? Well, when I was in high school, I was torn between be, be, joining the Army or uh, becoming a nun. And people thought they you know, were, were like two extremes, although I don't think so, because both of them, uh, you're, you know, th- there's a, a greater cause. Mm-hmm. That, you know, you want something you want to dedicate your life to some greater cause. And, um, and I was patriotic and, you know, I was and spiritual things were important to me. But because of health issues, I couldn't um, 
um, go, go into the military. Now, I did try the, the convent, and, and I disliked it and left it probably for the same reason I would have left the Army. It's like, your life is not your own, and every second, I mean, every minute of the day is, you know, planned for you. You hardly, you know, you really don't have a life of your own. And, uh, but then I read a book, and they said, if you can't um, become, you know, go into, uh, become what it was that um, you The profession, you you, become, yeah, the profession you yeah, thought of originally. Yeah, why did you want to go into that field in the first place? And I thought, well, I want to go into the military because I'm, I'm patriotic and, you know, I wanted to travel. And, um, and I ended up becoming a foreign service secretary, you know, for, uh, you know, the United States Embassy. And I was stationed in Europe and I got to travel and I got also to associate with a lot of military personnel. I took uh, classes that were military bases, you know, earned my uh, college degree overseas. And, and then also the, uh, I fulfilled the spiritual aspect by becoming a member of a secular religious order. And, uh, and then I also, you know, read before that, like, for example, if, you know, you want to be a ballerina, well, you know, that's, you know, hardly anybody has what it takes to be a ballerina. But, I you tried know, that, you, too, in there with the baseball <laughs> thing and the priest and the, you, no, that didn't work out. And, yeah, but then you ask yourself, you know, if, if you love that field, you know, like if you're a ballerina, it's because you love the ballet, you love dancing. And maybe you can go into some other field. And like when I was younger at that time, you know, you were told, you know, if you were a woman, you know, become a secretary in that field. I see, you know, when I was younger, you know, you could get like a secretarial job just about any place in any field. And uh, but see, nowadays it's not, you know, there's hardly any secretaries anymore. I mean, that's mm-hmm. really changed. Right. Yeah. And, 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 a lot, and a lot of women go a lot of women go on to school. A lot of women go on to some other kind of a career thing. It's a it's a very different age than it was 40, 50 years ago. That's right. And uh, and then like you know for the and also all my life I've had this desire to teach, and now that I'm nearing retirement, you know I am uh, I just recently discovered you know how universities have you know institutes for lifelong learning and like at UD they have the Osher Institute, and I'm thinking well you know I can you know teach a class there in something that I'm interested in. Well, yeah, so that's really a great opportunity forward. to give back now too. Yeah, that's you, right. After you've gotten this on this side of your uh, your experience curve. Um, that's and that's really, I think, what, what we were trying to share, and I'll, I'll share more here in, in the next few moments about uh, when you get to a certain point in your life, a uh, certain point in your life, it's, your story doesn't have to be over by any means. And you were very uh, good at continuing to listen to those things inside of you that were calling you to be in a certain type of field, a certain arena where you were engaging people in a certain way based on your skills and talents. And, and uh, I think you made a good, good uh, life out of it. So yes, I think so too. <laughs> well, I appreciate you calling in with that. And well, you're uh, very welcome. And, and, and like I told you, you know, uh, before we, you know, we, we got on the air, and I said, like, you know, you wanted to be a priest, you know, or a singer, but you know, a priest probably because you know you're spiritual or you wanted to help people, and a singer because you're artistic. And what was the other thing that you were interested in? A senator and a um, a policeman. So you know, that, again, this would require another hour of psychology. So, <laughs> well, I see. Definitely, you want it to be an authority figure. <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. There, there may be some, or at least a leader of some kind. Maybe let's right. put it that way. So, right. We'll work on that over the next several weeks. But thanks okay. again for calling in, Robin. I appreciate it. Okay, you're welcome. Have a good day. Take care. Bye bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. What did you want to be when you grew up, and did you uh, stay on that path? Did you come back to it a little later on? We were talking again here before the news about the Seek Conference, something Gloria and I got to speak at. Um, and as I was going into the break, I wanted to kind of give you a little hint of of some of our philosophy behind this whole idea of the first twenty and the last twenty of your life. You don't know what the last twenty are going to be, right? None of us know the hour, the day, or anything, but. There seems to be an awful lot of attention in our, in our culture on what we do in becoming in the early part of our life. And for too many people, I think there's a, a sense of phoning it in in the last 10 or 20 years. We're living longer now because of medicine and uh, any number of different things. Maybe we are taking care of our health better. Maybe the genetic pool has gotten stronger. I, I don't know what it is, but we are living longer. And uh, if somebody wants to retire in their 60s, you still have 10, 20, 30 years, perhaps uh, even more maybe, uh, ahead of you. So what are you going to be? Anyway, we have a a certain philosophy that we call the four Ps. Now, if you've got any familiarity with marketing, uh, and I'm not going to get off on a long treatise about that, but four Ps usually means product, price, place, and promotion. What are you selling? What does it cost? How can a customer see it or buy it? And how can you tell the world about it? We've got our four Ps, but they're totally different. They don't have anything to do about 
you know, selling or merchandising or marketing or any of that kind of stuff. But we believe they're far more important. And here they are. This is kind of the, the uh, philosophy that undergirds our, our thinking about this first 20, last 20 stuff. The first P is we want to prepare. We want to plan. Actually prepare for our later years. This idea kind of crept into my head years ago when I was talking to somebody in the insurance industry. And I said, gee, I wish there was a list of things we should be doing in our 20s now that we're grown up, right? And we're past all our high school and college years. I wish there was stuff we could be doing in our 30s. What are you supposed to be doing when you're in your 40s or 50s? And our contention is you should prepare for your later years. And I don't just mean by talking to the financial folks in the world. There's plenty of that out there, and that's good. That's a good step to start talking about investing and saving and all of that. But what else? You know, what about our important legal documents? What about, which is another thing we've talked about on our Legacy Files show. Uh, what about making our wishes known for our health care or how we might want to spend our later years, where we're going to live and who might take care of us? Can we start to envision that instead of letting it happen to us or letting it happen to us suddenly by some kind of triggering event like a health crisis, can we start to prepare and say, gee, in another three to five years, I might want this. I might want this in you know, 10 years. Can we look out that far? we got to stop acting like life isn't going to happen to us. It will. So prepare. Take a few minutes each year to prepare for the next year or the next five. And that's the first P on our list. The second P is the possible. Why is it that just because somebody was the senior vice president of finance at a local company that that is the key defining and only defining profession of a lifetime. Why is it that uh, raising children is the end of your story? Why is it that this particular hardship or that particular success was as bad or as good as it's going to get? And certainly we don't want more bad, right? But why do we define ourselves by those things and say, well, my story is this. I had this bad thing happen to me, or I reached this pinnacle of success or this you know, materialistic comfort and then we stopped writing the story after that, right? Why not think of the possible? Will I ever get a chance to hit a baseball? Doubtful. And I'm not a rock star or a politician or a priest, but I'm here speaking to you today and loving this moment. Gloria and I love doing this show. It is our mission. And we encourage everyone who hears this program to continue to think about the possible. You're not stuck in anything. This is America here. There are plenty of opportunities you might have some restrictions, you might have some challenges, some tough years as you make a transition to something else, but your story is still being written and still can be written at any time of your life. So the possible was the second P. A third one was pursuit of relationship. Virtually every topic we discuss in this show involves the maintenance and development of relationships in our lives. Families are so busy. They're spread out across the, the region. They're spread out across the country. The pace of our lives and our distractions, sadly, sap the life out of relationship. And relationship is what makes change, aging, and the care of our loved ones possible. can make it enriching, too. If you've got broken relationships, we encourage you to fix them, if at all possible. That's going to be very important, especially for siblings who may be in some kind of a joint care arrangement for a parent later on. Broken relationships are tragic. They're very, very hard on people. So the pursuit of relationship, wanting to have a functioning relationship, is a good thing. If there are hard discussions that need to take place, we encourage you to have, have, take the steps to have those conversations. We've done those programs here in the past about having the talk with a senior over any number of different topics, whether they should be driving, thinking about moving out of a house, maybe having the conversation about, uh, you know, what kind of a care this or that person might want, perhaps when a spouse is going to pass on uh, to their reward. So having good relationships is the basis of all of this. You might choose a solitary life in this life, but we've found in countless conversations that we've had with listeners and with friends and family that because life can be hard and challenging— other people can make the difference in how we get through. Which leads us to the last P. So again, we've talked about prepare or plan. So that's kind of a, a dual there. The possible. Think about the possible. Pursue relationships. And in keeping with what went on here at the SEEK conference and the College for Lifelong Learning and much of this program, the last P is purpose. 
Well, it's almost the last P. We have a bonus P for you here in just a moment. The last of our traditional P's, though, is purpose. That may sound familiar to anyone who's read literature at something like the SEEK conference or checked out the College for Lifelong Learning site. We talked about the first 20, right? The first 20 years. You might have wondered what you'd be when you grew up. But did you think in terms of your purpose on this planet? Careers are interesting, you know, and, and most kids when they're younger, um, whether they've thought, oh, someday I might have marry and have kids or someday I want to be an astronaut or whatever, a lot of times they're not necessarily thinking about the purpose at that point. They're just fascinated with what those roles might be. Later on, I think, is when the thoughts of purpose start to creep in. And really it comes down to how do we connect with this existence? What was our unique set of talents and skills and opportunity all about? We may think we know how those will best be used in our lives, but here's the thing. We never know for sure, A, where the opportunity to use those talents and skills will come from. I'm always sharing this, particularly with young people. Opportunity will drop in your lap every day from all kinds of situations, and you have no idea. You'd be amazed sometimes what, what can pop up in your life. So where does the opportunity come from to use your talent and skill? And then here's the second part. What is the possible impact of our encounters with other people? We don't know. You don't know that something you do today, in a sense, pays forward something for someone down the road. A chance encounter with a child. Maybe you taught a class and maybe 30 kids were in the class and, you know, a, lo- a number of them were just kind of in the background. You never really got much out of those kids. Who knows? Who knows what your impact on other people would be? So in terms of thinking of your own purpose, don't underestimate what your impact would be for some kid down the road. So we don't know. None of us can completely know how or when or where we'll have the chance to impact this world through our particular blend of talents, skills, personality, intellect, and heart. Gloria and I believe this is the true essence of living. Discovering purpose, renewing purpose, always listening, always striving to be aware, having our ears attuned to be ready to give life to someone else. Think about that. Now, as luck would have it, two very astute SEEK conference attendees helped us build on our four Ps, plus our bonus P, which was to be proactive. So I'll come back and I'll review our first four, the proactive, and can you believe it? Two more Ps for you, all for the low, low price of listening to this show in this hour of your life. All of that is ahead when we return. You're listening to There is a Season on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 1959 was a very special year. Do you know why? Hi, this is Randy from Green Velvet Sod Farms, and this year we're celebrating our 60th year in business. Green Velvet's founders, Ray and Mary Tischer, planted the seeds that would become Green Velvet on their farm near Bellbrook back in 1959. Over time, as the farm grew, our customers asked us for additional products to help grow and maintain plants in the landscape, such as grass seed, fertilizers, weed killers. And what was a small sod farm back in 1959, today grows over 700 acres of instant lawn sod and distributes a wide range of turf and ornamental supplies, serving the needs of landscape professionals throughout Ohio. Put 60 years of experience to work for you. Our team of turf professionals can provide you with solutions to all of your needs in the landscape. With four locations throughout Dayton and Columbus, the Green Velvet Advantage is not far away. Check out our website at greenvelvet.com. And remember, it's easy to be green with Green Velvet. When you need to score big on tires, it's Grismer in the Clutch. Now through September 9th, score up to $100 in savings when you buy four eligible Bridgestone tires. Get $70 on a Visa Pre pay gift card and get another $30 when you use 
your Grismer credit card. Restrictions apply. See your local Grismer location for details. As always, get four free oil changes with the purchase of four new tires, lifetime balancing, and rotation included. Now that's clutch. Grismer Tire, a legacy of trust since 1932. Visit GrismerTire.com. Wild Birds Unlimited. The summer super sale is in full swing at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering. Exciting new products are arriving every day, and we need to make some room for them. So, for a limited time, you'll get 15% off all bird food, 20% off everything else with select items at 50% off or more. Hurry, don't miss the best deals on the best bird feeding products in town at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at the corner of Far Hills and Stroop. Hi, welcome to the subway ad for $4.99 footlongs. How would you like it? I'd like that with some blues. Sure. Lunchtime rolls around and you ain't got a clue. Subway's the answer to singing a tasty tune. Select footlong subs for just $4.99. Black Forest Hair sounding real fine. We're two other choices each $4.99. Hurry on in before this deal passes you by. Subway, make it what you Limited want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Prices and subs included may vary. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. Five Rivers Metro Park's 2nd Street Market is now open on Sundays from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. This summer, enjoy fresh local produce from the Outdoor Farmer's Market. And then stop inside for delicious lunch options. Artisan bread, cheeses, flowers, and homemade crafts from more than 40 different Dayton area vendors all weekend long. Plan your next visit at metroparks.org slash local food. That's metroparks.org slash local food. This is Rick Moody, your commercial real estate connection for the Dayton region. For leasing, buying, selling of office, retail, industrial, or warehouse space, contact me at Coldwell Banker Commercial Heritage. This is Rick Moody. I am your place for space. Cool temperatures to start us off this morning. Many of us in the 50s to begin the day. Low humidity, plenty of sunshine all day long, and a high of 81 degrees. We'll stay clear overnight tonight and head into tomorrow with temperatures starting at 60. More sunshine for Sunday with a high of 86 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on Dayton Severe Weather Station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. Welcome back to There's the Season. I'm Bob. Gloria will be back with us next week. So glad you're here with us this morning. We've been talking about what you wanted to be when you grow up. We've been talking about a presentation Gloria and I made at the SEEK conference for the College of College 4. I'm going to get that eventually. College for Lifelong Learning at Sinclair. Uh, we were talking about our four Ps, and I'll come back to that in just a sec. Some program uh, notes here coming up in the next several weeks. We're going to be talking about estate sales. We're also going to have our friends from St. Mary's Development Corporation come back and talk about the social determinants of health, which is going to be on the agenda for this year. Also, hearing and new hearing technology. All of that is coming ahead. Also, I wanted to uh, plug this here. Uh, St. Leonard's today is having something called the Boomer Fest from noon till 10 o'clock. Boomer Fest is an all-day community festival featuring free music and entertainment inspired by the baby boomer era. 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 The event uh, features food trucks, a selection of craft beers, vendors, crafters, uh, crafters, free kids area, and classic car cruising. For more details, you can uh, visit homeishere.org, homeishere.org slash boomerfest. That is the 2019 Boomerfest at St. Leonard today from noon till 10 o'clock. Now, we were talking about our four Ps, the philo- uh, philosophical undergirding, the pillars that sort of support our whole uh, concept of this first 20 versus last 20 years of our lives. And uh, as we were doing this, you know, we, we got through this. We had a very receptive audience, and we talked about preparing, pursuing relationship, the possible, and a hunger for purpose, right? Those were the first four Ps. And then Gloria threw in a, a bonus P, which was to be proactive. So we're going to have to revise this whole four P thing. Now we're up to five Ps, right? But there are two more. And I'm going to thank those people who made these suggestions. We have indeed discussed these additional two on our program, but we probably should have added them to our presentation that day, and and we were remiss in not doing so. So in addition to prepare, pursuing a relationship, thinking of the possible, and hungering for purpose, like my peas here. You should never pop peas when you're on the radio. And, of course, being proactive. There's five. The next one is to be present. 
This not only means stopping long enough in the same room to actually see and hear another person. Yes, please look up from your digital device. But to listen and to speak candidly and openly and with understanding. Or sometimes to say nothing at all and let nonverbal communication do the talking. The gift of presence is what we've long talked about when we do our senior gifts show, usually around the holidays, sometime in December. We are not simply the sum of our actions and our achievements as people, whether that's in a week or a month or a year or over a lifetime. Simply being present to another human being in all of our completeness or lack of completeness is important. So hit pause on the part of our minds that wants to just keep doing and achieving to cross over to those whom we love and be present to them, to listen to what they have on their minds. So that was another big important P. And finally, throughout all of these P's, the preparation, the pursuit of relationship, dreaming about the possible, the hunger for purpose, the being proactive and being present, one more, the seventh P is to pray. There is so much to be gained through regular prayer, and thanksgiving. If we are seeking at all, if we are becoming, then it is inevitable we should encounter our Creator in the question of our purpose. For, of course, we are nothing without Him. Or in other words, as Joyce Meyer has said, prayer doesn't just change things, it changes us. If we are diligent in seeking God, Slowly and surely, we become better people. If you'd like notes on this show, you can write to us at Bob and Gloria at thereisaseasonshow.com. I can share more about these seven Ps now that we have here. Uh, I'd be happy to send, send you some notes on that. And I would encourage you again to um, check out our new and improved website at thereisaseasonshow.org. Don't forget the show part. Did I say .org? We're at .com. I'm sorry. There is a seasonshow.com. And don't forget the show part in there. A lot of times people just put in there as a season. Somebody else has got that. They've been squatting on it for years. So there is a seasonshow.com, our new website. There's a contact form on there if you don't want to write an email. Check out all the podcasts. We've got them in there by category and also by date. And there's a little bit about Gloria and myself in there as well. That'll do it for us today. If you... Uh, if you would like to share this program with somebody, that's another good way to share the podcast, whether people are a local here or around the country. Send them to that. There is a seasonshow.com. And remember, dear friend, seek grace in every step. Never regret growing older. It is a privilege denied to many. We're here for each other, and we're here for you. For my dear friend and co-host, Gloria, our wonderful, wonderful Javon, our producer here, and everyone else who makes the show possible. I want to thank you for being with us and spending some time this morning. You've been listening to There is a Season on 1290-957 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Have a blessed week. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.